Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Coast to Coast, presented by Wheelan Engineering, also brought to you by Hercules Tires here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined each and every week by my co-host Kyle Rickey as we bring you all of the short track racing news. And this past weekend, another short track around uh, the East Coast here opened up their 2021 campaign, being South Boston Speedway with a full schedule. And some more news that broke earlier in the season uh, in regards to South Boston. Under some new management, uh, Kyle, and it's names that we're pretty familiar with. Yeah, Chase and Carly Brashears. Obviously, Chase has been involved in, in NASCAR on the national level, working up in the tower for the last several years. Uh, both he and Carly were involved in, in short tracks in Tennessee prior to that. So it's cool to see folks that have worked on the national stage of NASCAR be able to learn that side of the sport and then go back to the short tracks and the grassroots level and maybe apply some of that. So, uh, yeah, they had their opening weekend uh, this past Saturday night, a busy season for them, 13 race dates. Uh, they're going to run the Cars Tour at the end of the year. I think they got a smart modified race coming up in a couple of weeks. So uh, a lot going on and off the racetrack in South Boston. Yeah, absolutely. And they're uh, working alongside Kathy Rice, who is a name synonymous with uh, racing in Virginia and in short track racing. Uh, and so they're going to help with that transition. We're going to get uh, Chase Brashears on a little bit later, though, to talk about uh, working over at South Boston Speedway. But, Kyle, you mentioned opening weekend there for them. A lot of storylines. We'll recap who won that later. But Eric Winslow was a name that's raced around South Boston for quite some time, uh, captured the victory in the Sportsman's Late Model Division, the second one on Saturday, and it was a special win for the Winslow family. Uh, they had lost their grandfather, Bobby Fleming, earlier in the week, uh, was not sure if they were going to make opening night and captured the victory in the second race, which also happened to be Winslow's grandfather's birthday. So uh, definitely an emotional victory for one of those short track racers, and it was great to see him find his way to victory lane, bring his grandfather with him. And, Kyle, that's the stuff that we love to see here at short track racing as far as the family stories that come up. You know, we talk about families with with Kathy Rice as well and the families that have integrated uh, into NASCAR, not even just at the short track level, but you've got uh, her her son as well, who is the head of colleague racing right now. Yeah, I mean, the stories are everywhere. Uh, you mentioned the national level, the short track level. At every short track in the country, in every division, at every short track in the country, there are uh, some great family stories like uh, the Winslows this past week, uh, picking up one of those two wins in the limited late models at South Boston Speedway. Uh, we should also mentioned uh, while we're talking about South Boston, Peyton Sellers, surprise, surprise, swept both of the twin late model features to open up the season. So a lot of great stories out of South Boston on opening weekend, and I can't wait to talk to Chase and maybe learn some more of those stories that we may not be aware of quite yet. And we'll take a quick break, dial up Chase, and get him here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. 
Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 52. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires. Right on our strength. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. We previewed South Boston's opening uh, weekend. This past weekend, we're now joined by Chase Brashears, who is the Assistant General Manager at South Boston. Chase, first off, thanks for taking some time out of your busy day here to join us off on NASCAR Coast to Coast. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. Excited to be here. Love what you guys do with the program, and I'm excited to talk about South Boston. You guys kicked off your 2021 campaign this past weekend. Uh, how did everything go from your point of view? It went great. We had a great day here. Uh, always looking for more, but we had an awesome day of racing, and it was great to have what fans we could have back, have them back here. I know it's been a long year for those guys and, uh, and gals to come to the races, so we had a great day. It was beautiful weather, a little chilly, but I think the excitement warmed everybody up, and we had an awesome day here at the races. Before we kind of talk about the on-track stuff, let's talk about you, your role at the racetrack, and, and what brought you back to South Boston Speedway during the offseason to be the assistant general manager, and then ultimately the GM when looking ahead to 2022. Sure thing. So uh, I love short track racing, just like you guys do. Uh, it's it's so much passion in it, and I just have a lot of passion for the sport. Uh, spent the past, past four years at NASCAR, two being race director upstairs for the National Series and some touring series. Uh, I love doing that. It, it really is something I'm passionate about as well, and I actually have been doing it some here, and will continue to do so throughout the year. But before that, I spent two years at NASCAR in the touring and weekly series, and then even prior to that, I spent some time interning at Bristol Motor Speedway, and then I also managed our PR and events uh, when I was in college for Kingsport Speedway and Lonesome Pine Raceway. And even before that, when I was 13, 14, I drove at Lonesome Pine Raceway in one of their modified four-cylinder divisions. So I've kind of went around in circles since I was much younger. And uh, that's what brought me here is just the passion for the sport. Uh, the opportunity came up. Kathy called me when she told Nick Igdowski at Pocono Raceway that she was going to step down at the end of the year. She and I had had a conversation um, a year or two ago at, at the NASCAR banquet in Charlotte, and I said, you know, if you're ever, if something ever comes up, call me. I would, I would be at least interested in talking about the opportunity. And and she called the day she told Nick, and from there it kind of it just kind of spiraled from there. And now I'm here, and it's uh, it's been a blessing. It's an awesome facility, awesome place to be. And Kyle had mentioned it. Uh, this is a transitional period for you guys. You're the assistant general manager just during the 2021 season. And then we'll eventually take over the full general manager role in 2022. What is it like working with Kathy? I mean, we all know Kathy. We see her every time we come to South Boston. She's a name synonymous with 
short track racing in Virginia, but what, is, what has it been like working with her? Kathy is awesome. She has so much energy. It's, it's, and she's so funny. It's awesome to be here with her. Uh, I mean, she has worked for the Mattioli family since they bought the place in 2004. But even before that, I think this is her 30th something year here at the facility. She's done everything from, from administrative work, I think, to paint and clean restrooms. So Kathy Rice is the general manager at South Boston Speedway, but Kathy Rice is actually South Boston Speedway. She embodies the racetrack. So I think that's probably the best way to describe it. And it's great to work with her. She, she has so much knowledge about the sport and about the Speedway, and she is so passionate about this place. And she's going to stick around for us. I think she's going to get some more weekends at the beach than she gets now, but she's still going to be around. And when I have problems, I'm going to give her a call. I already warned her. We've seen in the last year or so a lot of the marquee short tracks have changes behind the scenes. Up here at Stafford Speedway, we're seeing – uh, the, the next generation of a roots begin to take over. We just had Jeff Striegel on the show, our very own Jeff Striegel, who is now the new GM at the Berlin Raceway. And we talked to him about his vision and, and what you know he's looking at as far as the future of Berlin. What's your vision uh, long term for South Boston Speedways? You know, you come into your new role this year and then ultimately make that next step next year. You know, it, it, there is kind of a resurgence, I would call it, in the short track world. And it's great to see it, it needed that. Uh, so it's great. All the different changes and stuff in short tracks and that level is awesome. My vision here is to continue to grow. I mean, this place is, is a synonymous short track, and you guys know that. And my vision is continue to, to grow on that legacy. Uh, even this year, we started some new things to kind of, you know, short tracks have been a little bit slower to adapt to new things. So we've even this year, we, we grouped together and launched online ticket sales, which has been great. Um, the pandemic would make it a lot easier for us and a lot more fun, but uh, it's been great to do. And we just want to we want to build car counts, get the name out there in more markets than, than we have been and grow this place. And I was talking to somebody earlier. We just want to revitalize and kind of jumpstart short track racing again. Um, families and fun and action that's what we want to push and it definitely helps you'd mentioned it uh, right before we started recording of course virginia announcing as of april 1st you guys can have the 30 percent capacity so that definitely helps to get some more fans in the seats there uh, but chase i want to ask you we've talked a lot about you know you and your history your wife carly also taking a role at south boston speedway and i have to ask i work with my significant other as well, traveling together in the motorsports world. So uh, the dynamic is different because work doesn't stop when we walk through the front door. That's all we're talking about is racing, what we're going to do, how we're going to implement the next thing. Uh, What is the dynamic like between you and Carly now working towards the same goal at South Boston? As they say in the South, bless her heart. I mean, she (laughs) has put up with me all the time now. Uh, And we've always kind of worked together from even the days back in college at Kingsport through NASCAR. Um, but never so much as right in the same office. I mean, she has to deal with me, you know, two rooms away at the racetrack, and then she has to deal with me at home. So she's a, she's so smart and, and intelligent on this stuff that it's great to have her here to lean on. I mean, I can completely trust who I'm working with, and, and I know what I'm getting. So it's great. She brings so much to the table for us on the marketing and social side, and uh, she's she's definitely the personality too that that needs to be here at short track racing but it's we have a great dynamic together um but you're right it never seems to cut off and i know you know that as well it's like 
you're cooking dinner and you're talking about trying to get tickets on sale. It's like you never have a normal conversation anymore. So there are some days where it's just like, we're like, just, just no, we're not talking about it. We'll pick it up in the morning at night. We, uh, at the beginning of the show, we talked about your history in the sport and, and most recently in the tower for NASCAR's national series. Is, is there much you can bring from what you learned on the national side of things and, and apply it or reapply it to, to the grassroots side of the sport? Absolutely, 100%. So uh, I did call the race this Saturday. Jeff Bowmeyer, our competition director, is going to do it some as well. But he also uh, wears the hat of uh, he's here full time as our maintenance director as well. But he's also the competition director in essence of infield tech and all that. So the first race out of the box, we we elected for me to call the race because, you know, I've done it so much. And for Jeff to worry about the infield and the first race logistics and all of that stuff. And it worked out great uh, having him on the ground. He's a super smart guy in tech. I tell him I can weigh a race car and check the heights, but that's about all he wants me to do in the tech line. So, But there's so much you can on how you call a race that you can bring over. Obviously, not everything is the same. For the most part, short tracks don't call, you know, count caution laps, things like that. Opening and closing pit roads, not a thing. But um, still everything else from the safety side, we worked through the off season to do some additional safety enhancements for our track services crew and also uh, and, and things like that. And then just in general, how you call the race. NASCAR does a great job in how they call a race. Um, there's no real book on it that they sell or anything, but I fortunately have that knowledge of how they do it, and, and I've translated us a ton of that here. Uh, obviously, things are a little different at a short track, but for the most part, I mean, the way I call the race at a short track is, is just a little bit of a different version of the way I would call any other NASCAR National Series race. Yeah, you definitely get some unpredictability and some rowdiness <laughs> at, at our short track races. But I want to touch back here on, you'd mentioned keeping the legacy of South Boston alive, continuing to push that. Uh, you have a lot on your plates, of course, taking over a racetrack uh, at the tail end of a pandemic. But what is the pressure that you feel in taking over a prestigious racetrack like South Boston, where people all across the country and every facet of racing know the name South Boston? It's, uh, thanks for putting the pressure on me. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is a lot of pressure. I mean, it, it's a racetrack that is so historic. It's been here since 1957. The community loves it. It's a member of the community, and it is a lot of pressure. There's not a lot of short tracks that I, I probably would have considered going to, but I, I love the town that it's in. It's a small town, and I'm from a small town, but it, it's kind of odd. It's such a, a big facility and a big name in this small town, and, and they just go hand in hand together. And it's a lot of pressure to, to continue that legacy forward, especially with the tie-in to Pocono Raceway. So, and that helps a lot in resources and stuff, but it, it's a lot of pressure to get this place and keep it going in a forward direction, especially with Kathy being loved so well. I can't be the new guy that comes in and messes up anything that Kathy has done. One race down, about a dozen to go. What's next on the plate uh, for you at South Boston Speedway here as we roll into the month of April? Next up, we've got the Smart Modified Tour, the Open Wheel Ground Pounders. I know that you were you love those up there, Kyle. I do, and uh, we love we love them down here. And they're going to put on a great show. I think we have some guys coming down from the Northeast, and we're going to have some guys from the Southeast as well. And this is just ahead of their the NASCAR Modified Tour race at Martinsville as well. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun here. You know, Bobby Labonte is running in that series as well. 
this year. So the Modifieds put on a great show here. They are so fast and they laid down so much rubber that we're going to have quite the show. And then moving on, uh, we have our other late model rate, big races. All of our late model races are big races. They're either twin 75s generally or 100 lappers. So obviously 4th of July is our big highlight race on July 3rd for our 200 lap late model race. Awesome, Chase. Well, again, we're looking forward to watching all the action out of South Boston Speedway and looking forward to covering it here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. But we know you're a busy guy, so we'll let you get back to working, and we want to thank you for taking some time out today. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Again, that is Chase Brashears, the assistant general manager at the South Boston Speedway. But when we return here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, we'll have your Wheelin Engineering Wheelin, uh, Wheelin Modified spot. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at ZonePouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 19- Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Now for another Wheel and Engineering Spotlight as we talk to another driver on NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour on this edition of NASCAR Coast to Coast. And joining us now, the 2020 NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour Rookie of the Year, Tyler Ripkema joins us. Tyler, first off, uh, welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast. Yeah, thank you very much, Tyler. I appreciate it. From your hotel room, I see. <laughs> yeah, way out here in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, first off, before we get to the racing stuff, how many track announcers across the country have butchered your name? Oh gosh, that's, that's gone on going since my father was racing. I mean, it's, it's always rough. (laughs) I I bet. I know I had my issues with it at first as well. Uh, let's talk about your career. 24 years old from Owego, New York, um, been running modifieds now for quite some time between the ROC Modifieds, and now the NASCAR Wheeland Modified Tour. Let's start at the beginning, though. What got you interested in motorsports? Yeah, you know, I mean, that's 
really all I remember. I remember growing up at racetracks, you know, watching my dad race and Donnie and, and Zach and Tony. I mean, just a lot of people around my family were always involved in modified racing and B-Mod racing and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was just always in the blood and it was always a passion of mine. And I, I basically knew as soon as I was old enough to race, I was going to be in a car or whatever it was, but you know, it was just something always, I, I always aspired to, to, you know, get into and, and see how things went. Uh, what was the age you said, I want to, I want to be a driver. I mean, you obviously grew up around the cars. At what point did you say, okay, I want to get behind the wheel and try this? Yeah. I mean, it was probably some of my first words is let me get in a race car. But uh, I mean, my first time, I think I was in a car was I was five years old, five or six years old. And I got into Mike rods down to Southern tier Mike rod club uh, down in Catatonka, right in our backyard. But uh, then we started racing a little bit more in Mike rods and traveling to and doing the state racing deal and we won a lot of state championships and countless wins and stuff like that so i mean that's when it all started really and donnie built all our, our own cars and everything chassis and everything so uh just started out right there and just progressed to where we currently are today which is coming off a, a pretty solid season in your first full year in the nascar wheel and modified tour or rookie of the year a, a year ago how much of your experience in the ROC modifieds, the race of champions modifieds that predominantly run in New York, how much of that experience helped you with the transition to, to the modified tour full-time last year? And you had a couple of starts in prior years before that. Yeah. I mean, any time in a car that you get um, helps you tremendously. I mean, the more laps you get in the modified or whatever style of car you're in helps substantially. Um, I mean, it definitely helped, you know, being around a lot of top-notch cars. I mean, you got Emerling, you've got uh, uh, Hosfeld, I mean, Scora. I mean, there's just a lot of really good cars, Andy Jankowiak. I mean, you've got really top-notch stuff. There's, you know, you know, five or six guys on the tour that are really, really good on the ROC. And, uh, you know, I feel like when we left the ROC, we weren't where we should have been um, car-wise, setup-wise. Um, so, I mean, that hurt us, but... Uh, the last year we were in the ROC, we really struggled and, you know, figured out that we had some chassis issues, but, uh, but I mean, anytime you get in a car at any track, it just helps you tremendously with just experience and just more laps and fine tuning. You uh, had five top tens last year. Um, of those top tens coming up four different racetracks, uh, what, uh, what stands out from your 2020 season for you? Um, you know, I would say, uh, New Hampshire was a big one. Um, the year prior, we really, really struggled and we were not even in the game really. I mean, we were, we were so far out to lunch, but I mean, it was first time at New Hampshire. Um, but I remember thinking like, how in the world are they driving it in that far? You know, how are they, I, I can't even begin to try to get to that speed right now with what we have and going there this year, right out the box. I was like, I was just completely overwhelmed with how much better we were and and how much better the car felt and you know being able to move around and being able to feel all the different grooves out and feel comfortable in the draft and everything like that I felt like we had a really really good car and uh learned an absolute ton about drafting and and what works what doesn't and you know I think this year we were on the the end of the what doesn't work a little bit more but uh as far as being in the draft and being in a group, but uh, I think next year will go a lot different. You know, I learned a lot and we learned a lot as a team in New Hampshire, but uh, coming off a top 10 finish in New Hampshire to start second time ever being there, that felt pretty good. 
you've mentioned, you talked about New Hampshire here. I was going to ask you, do you have a favorite track? Is it New Hampshire or is it maybe one of your home tracks in, in New York that you ran with, with ROC? Um, I mean, I think my favorite track is probably New Samara. Uh, that track is a lot of fun for me. It's, you know, got a lot of banking, a lot of speed. Um, I do enjoy that track, but I mean, I like different tracks. So, I mean, a Mahoning Valley is cool. Uh, um, New Hampshire is cool. It's because it's stuff that you don't go to every day. You can go to a, you know, a dozen different half mile or quarter mile tracks and, you know, they have a lot of the same feel to it, but, uh, you don't get to go to a mile track very often. And then you don't get to go to this tiny little boring where you can run a B mod, um, very often. So it's, uh, it's interesting, but, uh, that's what I would say is that it's, I just like different things. You mentioned new Smyrna. You've won down there. How big was that win? Oh, it was big. I mean, that was my first tour type modified win. You know, I was younger. It was what, four or five years ago now, but, uh, that was, that was big for me and our team, you know, and that was huge. Well, Tyler, we'll let you get back to, to work um, there in, in the hotel room. Want to thank you for joining us here on our Wheel and Engineering Spotlight, and we look forward to seeing you at the track soon here in 2021. Hey, thank you very much, Kyle. Tyler Ripkema, this week's Wheel and Engineering Modified Tour Driver Spotlight. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We talked about South Boston opening up their season against uh, Peyton Sellers, capturing both of those wins with Eric Winslow, uh, capturing the second sportsman race over Daniel Moss in the first one. Carstor was also back in action this past weekend for their second race of the season, but the first for their super late model division, where it was Carson Quapple with a photo finish over Matt Craig and Ryan Moore. And if, and if one photo finish wasn't enough for you, the late model stock class delivered as well with Bobby McCarty revisiting victory lane at Hickory Motor Speedway over a close finish with Tyler Matthews and Sam Butler. Uh, 
Kyle Quickie Development Program also announced their new drivers for the 2021 campaign. They put that campaign on hold during 2020, knowing that a lot of racetracks were not going to be operating at full capacity. And therefore, uh, these teams and these drivers have to compete in so many races to accumulate points. These drivers are awarded then the seven that they did choose, $7,777. And the grand prize winner will get $5,000 or $54,000. Four hundred and thirty-nine dollars, so seven thousand seven hundred seventy-seven times seven. Of course, all and honoring the uh, late Hall of Famer Alan Kowicki and all of his short track racing developments. But and again, seven new participants have been announced for this twenty twenty-one season. Yeah, Alan Kowicki, the nineteen ninety-two NASCAR Cup Series champion, killed in a plane crash just a few months later. All this uh, this program put on by his PR person at the time. Um, a longtime PR man, uh, Tom Roberts, that uh, that works that worked with Kawicki, worked uh, with uh, Kurt Busch for a long time as well before retiring a few years ago. Uh, Wyatt Alexander, uh, one of those drivers selected from Ellsworth, Maine, 21 years old, will run in the Granite State Pro Stock Series up here in New England full time this season. Uh, Luke Fenhaus, a 16 year old from Wausau, Wisconsin, Kawicki's home state, uh, will compete in the Arca Midwest Tour this year. You got Max Taylor uh, from Illinois, 17 years old, uh, won the short track championship last year at Rockford Speedway last October. We'll also run in the ARCA Midwest for this season. Uh, somebody I know well, Ryan Kuhn, 20 years old from East Bridgewater, Massachusetts, races at the Peacock Speedway in Massachusetts. We'll also run in the Granite State Pro Stocks this season. Uh, Cole Raz, somebody you know well, 18 years old. Uh, from Oregon, uh, will compete in the Spears SRL Southwest Tour. Uh, Brooke Stower, who we've had on the show before, 22 years old from Land Lakes, Florida, uh, will compete again in the Ironman, uh, the Wheelman Series, uh, down there in Florida, where she won five times a year ago. And uh, Dylan Zampa, uh, 17 years old from Napa, California, he will also run the SRL Spears Southwest Tour. Those are the seven wiki development drivers for this season. Again, all of these drivers competing in their... Uh respective areas will accumulate points based on finishes but also off-track performance as well including uh, how they integrate into their community their community service work their social media work and then of course on track performance and uh, the winner of the Kawiki Cup will again join the likes of some prestigious short track racers including Ty Majeski uh, as well as Jeremy Doss who has won it in the past as well names really synonymous with short track late model racing Uh, but speaking of short tracks as well a lot we talk about here on NASCAR Coast to Coast We saw a short track, in some regards, visit Victory Lane at Atlanta Motor Speedway this past weekend with Ryan Blaney. Yeah, there were a couple of short tracks uh, on the side of Ryan Blaney's number 12 car at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, part of a program that the NASCAR Roots uh, program is uh, taking on right now. Uh, Greenville Pickens Speedway was on one side of Blaney's car. They were off last weekend, but did make it to Victory Lane. On the other side of the car, Florence Motor Speedway also in South Carolina. So uh, two racetracks uh, getting a little extra recognition this week, being on the side of Blaney's race winning car, part of uh, the NASCAR Roots program. Yeah, Advanced Auto Parts, again, sponsoring the weekly series this year. I do believe each of those tracks also gets a little bit of a bonus check for Blaney uh, visiting Victory Lane. And you can catch them if you pay close attention. Each week there are short tracks among a lot of the uh, cup drivers' cars. Again, if they do visit Victory Lane, a little bit of a bonus check for them. Uh, Also, this upcoming weekend, though, the BMR Drivers Academy gets underway for the first weekend of their stint. Uh, The 26th and 27th, they'll start their season off 
at All-American Speedway. You can watch all of it on SpeedSport. Uh, again, a tricky schedule for them. Plenty of two-day weekends. They'll visit road courses. They will visit uh, short courses. You name it, they've got it. They've got a pretty good list of drivers there that are going to earn their opportunities in either Arkham Menards West Series cars and eventually, hopefully, earning a chance in a Truck Series ride. And Kyle, NASCAR hits the dirt this weekend, uh, and it'll be interesting as well to watch that. Yeah, and I think that affected uh, one of the local short tracks that was scheduled to open up this weekend, Kingsport Speedway in Tennessee. Uh, They've had practice sessions now, I think, the last three Saturdays. Uh, They were supposed to open this Friday night, but due to some unforeseen circumstances related to COVID-19 per the racetrack, they're going to take this Friday season opener, move it back a week to uh, April 2nd. So, um, And I I have a feeling that COVID-19 issues also, you know, NASCAR's two national series are racing around the road on dirt in one of the more anticipated events that we have seen in quite some time at the Bristol Motor Speedway. So a little shuffle there for Kingsport Speedway, but uh, they'll be in action and just over a week from now for the first time. Yeah, absolutely looking forward to it. Again, we want to thank uh, Chase Brashears for joining us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast today to talk short track racing at South Boston Speedway. We look forward to covering more of it next week here on Coast to Coast presented by Wheelan Engineering, also brought to you by Hercules Tires, I'm Hannah Newhouse for Kyle Rickies and producers Craig Moore and Alexa Henry, and we will see you guys next week.